0: fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Daniel J. Glenn, Analytical Mastermind here. Just wanted to pop in and once again remind you that this show is also a video podcast. So, of course... Feel free to enjoy this audio version on your way into work or jogging in the neighborhood or cleaning up the house, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. But if you want to see us in action, uh, you want to see some cool videos that are supplemental to what we're talking about, watch the video podcast. You can find the link, of course, FGGBT.com, FGGBT.com. One more time, that's FGGBT.com. Along with the audio version of this episode, you will find the video version and, of course, links to all the articles that we talked about. So, of course, no pressure. Uh, Maybe a nudge. Maybe a nudge in the direction of watching us. But, uh, you know, enjoy the episode however you'd like. And, of course, thank you for listening. Welcome to another episode of Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies. Uh, This is going to be a fun one, guys. Now, let me remind you who we are. Uh, I'm the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. Next to me, I got the physics phenom, certified genius, Dr. Michael Dennin. Great to be here. Uh, And next to him we got the enigmatic engineer, Ben Siepzer. Thanks for having me. The man of a thousand calculations. Do you think we'll have any today?
1: I think we will. Okay. I'm excited.
0: Uh, This is going to be a fun one. Uh, So we're talking, uh, well before we get into this, you know everyone knows about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Right. Now i got to tell you, I really like the idea, I've always been a television guy, I like television shows, I like the idea of serialized storytelling. You know, I really enjoy what Netflix did with their Marvel world um, that's now unfortunately been torn asunder. And I wanted to talk about Luke Cage because unfortunately the show's been canceled, but there's so yeah. much good stuff with it. Um, wh- who was your favorite character? What side have you been of the Marvel
1: television universe? The MCU? The yeah. The Netflix and Max universe? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> or the MNU? Yeah. Uh, MNU. Uh, I, I think I like Daredevil. Hmm. I think... I think I like his, you know, the I like the lawyer. I, I like the kind of just logical nature he brings to the, brings to his show and mm-hmm. brings to everything he does.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you. Yeah, you like our lawyer. Uh, what about you? Well, you
2: I, I'm gonna have to repeat. I was going with Daredevil too, and I okay. didn't have and I didn't have time to think of another option. <laughs> We're not pausing. Yeah. yeah. What, what,
0: um, let's say let's tell us why you like Daredevil. Well, because I'll um, give two options. I'll make up for you. I, I kind of... Always carrying
2: you. Um, I just tend to like Daredevil as a character, and we don't do a lot with him. I mean, mm-hmm. people have seen past, you know, interactions of us know that Spider-Man tends to be one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. But there's a, lot, there's a lot about Daredevil and his skills and his powers, that abilities to the degree that he has them that I really
0: like. You know, that might be a future episode. I I, I like Daredevil as well. Um, You know, i got to tell you, I'm going to surprise you guys because I surprised myself with my answer. okay? Okay. Now, obviously, you're looking at me now. Um, you know, I'll give you a good look at this. Luke Cage has always been a man after my own heart. I love the disco look. Uh, I like Luke Cage because he's got, and I like the the, the the television universe because they take small powers and do a lot with them. Right. And when you think about bulletproof skin, it's like a great power on the surface, but like turning that into a superhero actually takes a lot of it diff- Takes a lot of, you know, right. something else. Right. Yeah. It takes it takes a plan, and I like that about Luke Cage. However, I never thought I was. I'm gonna say what I, I'm about to say, guys. I love The Punisher show on Netflix. It is extraordinarily violent, which I'm not that into, but the storylines are incredible. I grew up not liking The Punisher because he was so violent, not right. my favorite. I was actually adverse to watching the show and I am absolutely hooked. I love that show. Um, but a close second for sure is Luke Cage. Although I didn't really like the Netflix show that much. I just happen to really like the character. Okay. Um, so let's get into this because I think if you ask people, um, and maybe just people who live in rough neighborhoods who may end up getting shot, <laughs> what would their favorite superpower be? It would be bulletproof skin because you can't go wrong with it, right? Um, what When you talk about, and I guess the correct term is bullet resistant, but let's maybe explore. Uh, is that, is that, I mean, he seems pretty bulletproof to me. He does. <laughs> yeah. He's not tested in the show that much. It's mostly I like nine millimeters. He took a shotgun blast. There's the some rifle work. One time. Sure, um, it's a rocket launcher. But let, <laughs> let's let's talk. Oh, that would oh, be rocket-proof skin. Let's uh, be clear. You know what? You know what? Before we begin, I have to mention one other thing. I have to. I have to. So I'm a comic book fan, right? My first introduction to Luke Cage was actually a free comic book with Spider-Man, Storm, and Luke Cage versus Smokescreen. And it was basically an anti-smoking comic book that they gave out for free. And that's where I actually loved his outfit. I was way into Power Man from, like, that point forward. I do want okay. to mention that. Um, I love that comic book. Okay, so let's talk about Bulletproof slash Bullet Resistance. What does that mean... Um, this might be this is a really cross between physics and, and engineering. Yeah. Let's go physics first, and then we'll figure out how we can make a vest. Right. So,
2: I mean, I think we're all familiar with bulletproof vests and the concept um, and various techniques to defend against bullets. The basic physics of this is a simple one. You want to take the energy. So a bullet causes damage because it has energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Think about that. If I just take a bullet and gently toss it at you, Dan, you're right. not going to care.
0: You don't. You got an right. arm,
2: but I don't but, think you got that kind right. of arm. Right. Yeah. It might and be a so bit annoying. <laughs> might be a bit <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah. But so it's really energy is what the bullet has, and energy is what causes the damage to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're trying to do with any protection from bullets or whatever else it is is divert the energy from the damage to you To something else, right? And, <laughs>
0: that's right, that's device. the goal yeah. and, and there's shoot really someone else, else. If you can't convince someone that, to shoot anyone someone else, else. Yeah.
2: And, and Ironically if you look at it the what I like to make the analogy of the defense against bullets is very similar to the Way we go with making cars safe. Okay, right if, if you want to survive an accident uh-huh. Right, You want the energy to go to your car, not to you. Okay. Okay? Right. And you basically have two modes in cars, just like you have, I think, fundamentally two modes in bullet defense. You have the car that is sort of the tank mode, where you try to get all the energy into the frame of the car, and it's very metal and heavy and, and thick, um, and hopefully the car doesn't get too damaged. The risk of a rigid object is that it will actually transfer the energy to you and you'll get damaged. Okay. Too, if you notice, most cars now rely on shatter zones. Right, right. They, oh, they break crumple up completely, and I they mean crumple the whole cars, completely, yeah. and yeah. all the energy goes there. There's none left for you, and you're safe. Right. Okay. Bullets, kind of the same thing. You have your bulletproof vest, where the vest is is taking the energy and trying to maintain the integrity of the vest to some degree, stretching or whatever. It's more stretchy than solid, but okay. And then you also have the more ceramic plate version, the military type vests, where the plates themselves will shatter, kind of like the crumple zones. So your basic physics are absorb the energy into something around you mm. that's either rigid or elastic, or have something that's around you shatter and absorb the energy that way. So those are kind of your two physics modes. Got it. And I'll just start with that and then let Ben tell us which way to build your skin. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so
1: it's an interesting concept. Uh, for the value of... The problem with all of our bulletproof vests that we wear is that they have a limited life. Mm, If you shoot the same spot on a Kevlar vest, eventually the bolts will get through because the fibers break and they stretch and eventually it it yields and the bolt will get through. Similar with the ceramic plate that you were just talking about, the ceramic plate can only shatter so many times Mm. before... It would be once, it, it's right? It's just dust. <laughs> well, they're, they're somewhat contained. Like, if you got shot here and here, you might be okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, different plates. Yes, yes. but, okay. but if you got shot in the same spot twice, you're, you're in trouble <laughs> Right. with those with those systems. So, when you're talking about making something bulletproof uh, permanently, you want to talk about something that isn't going to yield. So, you start thinking about, like, maybe a tank armor. Like, a tank can got, get shot by a rifle forever, and, and nothing's going to happen to mm-hmm. it. Um, and so one of the first things I did is, what, what do you do if, say, you have a rifle range? How do you stop a bullet from going through the back of the range and damaging mm, right, the okay. building beyond, or right. getting just embedded in the dirt, and then you have a huge lead remediation problem <laughs> sure, <right. laughs> down the line? <laughs> um, and the answer is you use this stuff called AR500, which is this very special, it's a very dense alloy of steel. It's very strong, it's what they make tank armor out of, it's what they make rifle, uh, Backstop. It sounds like the name of a rifle, the AR-150? Yeah, well, AR-15 is AR-15. the rifle, but AR-500 is the alloy. Got it, okay. Um, also, if, right. if you're a fan of BattleBots, uh, the, the armor that BattleBots uses is often made out of AR-500, so okay. if you see these spinning, you know, hammers of death that just stop cold against an ar- a BattleBots armor, yeah. that's AR-500 that's stopping it. Okay, wow. <laughs> uh, it, it's very heavy stuff, and so my question was, how thick does it have to be to stop a rifle just going constantly because we see Luke Cage uh, walk when he's attacking the safe house. Mm-hmm. He's just getting shot with an AR-15 or something like that, just nonstop. Like he's just taking shot after shot after shot. He can't be breaking. Like y- even if he was like superhuman mutant growth, like right. eventually it would get through. Right. So he, he he can't be broken. Okay. Um, so the question was, how much IR-500 do you need for something like that? Yes. And the answer is, you need about an inch thick,
0: an inch thick of AR 500 steel around your body to have the same effect that Luke Cage has.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that would weigh like uh, about two-thirds of a ton. Wow,
0: that's incredible. Two-thirds of a ton.
1: Yeah. So that'd be pretty heavy. Now,
0: uh, th- that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to ask for. Right. 1,300 pounds. It would explain his, would explain his incredible strength. Uh, you know, one of the th- so. Let me let me break this down. So when we come to bulletproof vests, okay, let's talk about move like mobile bulletproof vests. Right. Yeah. There are five different categories. And they are basically the degree of projectile stoppage, let's right. say, right? Yeah. So type 1 isn't really used. But type 2 is basically 9 millimeter, um, 357 Magnum, things like yep. that. I think it's an A22 rifle. Yep. Um, up until, you know, a type 4, which is armor-piercing bullets, which yeah. that's where it's really difficult. So they have all kinds of things. I would say, I mean, you know, maybe the AR-15 kind of shatters this, no pun intended, but I would liken his uh, his skin to a bulletproof class two i would say um i don't know we haven't maybe we haven't seen it really pushed to the limits but i feel like it's achievable bulletproof vest nature what do you guys think
1: am i wrong there given I, I think yes and no like most of what he deals with is definitely small arms which is what right. we're talking about here yeah. nine millimeter handguns yeah smaller you know magnum type rounds but The problem again with the Kevlar style, that that type two that you're talking about, is they don't stand up to repeated abuse. Mm -hmm. And but that's where that healing factor can come in. So Mm -hmm. if if somehow his skin can heal a bullet wound within, I don't know, like half a second before the next bullet would hit him, then though when I think
2: of him, I do think of. So if we go to those more small rounds examples, not the rapid fire rifle, I feel one he's smart. Mm-hmm. And so, two right, he can be moving around. Absolutely, there is a fair amount of time between the bullets. It's a slower situation. Well, now hold in on some a second. Ways.
0: I'm not going to question his intelligence, but how fast can you move between bullets? That's not really what no. But know. but but
2: I'm going for the healing thing here. I think you enough can enough to get it. There is an inch enough. Or two over. Right, you don't need okay. to move a lot. Right? And, right, and people's aim isn't great. You know, Look, it's bad guys shooting. We all know. Right. Their sure. aim isn't very precise it's and reproducible, great. right? Yeah. So, reproducible. <laughs> <a scientific laughs> that means current. in the same spot every, every time. time, yeah. Right. So from a scientific point of view, you combine a Kevlar-like stretchy, uh-huh. which is ideal for skin, right? If you want to think of skin that's bulletproof, the ideal bulletproof is not the shattering, it's the stretching like Kevlar does, the interwoven sort of fibers that stretch. And I can imagine a different cellular skin structure or the muscle structure right under your skin mm-hmm. for instance creating a new sort of fibrous network that works like a kevlar vest okay. right that also at the same time because it's live living tissue is self-healing and if yeah. you if you put it a little bit above normal self you know normal human speed regenerative healing to the superhero you don't have to be like wolverine crazy healing yeah, right? you, I mean, you, healing you,
0: feels like a, it feels like a safety net though, No no or... it's
2: not it's not healing in the sense we normally think about it. Yeah. Think about it more as damage repair in a very specific way. It's just cells growing okay right and, and you actually we have a lot of material um, that is self-healing already mm-hmm. And you know my favorite one Dan.
0: I'm I imagining it's something to
2: do with, with foam. foam right right you know even though you rip out some of the bubbles in the foam, they naturally refill that space mm-hmm. right and you 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 don't need a huge source of additional cells mm-hmm. to kind of slide into place and basically act like a self-healing foam right. and part of it is because what you're ripping is not maybe whole cells it's just the connections between them which are much easier to reform so it's not healing like you're healing a bullet wound uh-huh. right oh. it's like you're, you're just repairing a few of the minor fibers that were torn. Okay. So
0: Oh, I, you sold me on it because I don't yeah. love advanced healing. I think no, it's, it's total it, cop-out. It, it's not, not advanced healing at all. Okay.
2: It, it is very minor, low-level healing, but just enough so that your body stays bulletproof over okay. a reasonable length of time.
0: Okay. You sold me on that. Um, I like that. You sold me. Let me say one other thing here. Yeah. Because one of the other tricks to his skin, and this may just be, you know, poor... Shooting on the director's <laughs> point, but you know, that's no pun intended there Yeah, yet. But one of the key things is he receives almost no concussive blast, like he right. does, he's not moved by the force of the bullets, they no. just bounce off of him. Um, I think that that's my least favorite part of this. I almost want to ignore it for our conversation. But I, it's almost like when people in movies shoot guns and there's no recoil. Yeah. yeah. I, and maybe that's what they're ignoring because I don't want to, because that adds a whole other layer of, tr- of what we're trying to replicate that I think is difficult. And I think by the end of this conversation, I will get us to
1: bulletproof skin, but I can't if he does not. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think one thing to think about, though, is that a bullet doesn't actually have all that much momentum. It has a lot of energy, but the momentum. When it hits you, you weigh a lot more than the bullet. You're not really gonna be pushed back that much. When you do get thrown back by a bullet, it's because you're really reacting to it. It's it's more of a reflex situation, I think.
0: Okay, I see. And I
1: agree with you, Dan, that from the point of view of bulletproof skin, that's not
2: really relevant physics. Okay. right it's it's a general problem with movies okay. in general okay on both Which sides we cannot tackle everything cannot, at once we cannot, we cannot tackle time, the didn't. fact that when they film movies they don't put any recoil in anywhere right. unless. It's going to show dramatic effect, and so many recoils—fifty feet right. through a glass window. Right? Yeah, so you even no moderation of so recoil. basically, it's yeah. conservation of recoil. For all the places <laughs> that there is none, yeah. there's excess of recoil mm-hmm. elsewhere in the right. film. It makes so sense. Overall, overall, we have
0: conservation of I recoil. I love that. I love that. That's good. And I got to tell you, up. one of my least favorite things is when you watch a small person—you know, just someone who's like maybe five foot or something—and right. they hold out like a sawed-off
1: shotgun, good. and it just. It yeah. Mists, it doesn't right, happens. Smoke yep.
0: happens, and it's like you would be knocked down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's move on past that. So we're gonna. So the thing that's kind of crazy about bulletproof vests, there are lots of fabrics. You mentioned Kevlar. Right. There's yeah. lots. We, you know, I also want to harken back to our um, uh, Spider-Man web shooters. Yeah. Yes. Spider silk is amazing. All right. We're gonna have yeah. a little promo right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go back check it out because Spider silk is is going to be key to what we're talking about oh, yeah. here. But one of the things with these vests that I was reading. So you can make something out of Kevlar, okay? What's crazy to me is you can get shot; the bullet won't go through the material, but you will still have. Yeah, the, you still feel like, it. Yeah, you will have yeah. a
1: bruise, broken ribs. That sounds miserable. So I, you know. That that's what I wonder about Luke Cage: is if 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 his skin is basically self healing Kevlar, he also needs like amazing bone regrowth. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> See, again, I think biology can possibly help you here if you're
2: Luke Cage okay. because um, I, I imagine layers of protection, mm. okay. right? And so one of the reasons you get bruised with the Kevlar vest is you know, the way it's absorbing the energy mm-hmm. is designed to keep you from your skin getting pierced, mm-hmm. but it can't prevent the energy from being transmitted to you, and it often gets transmitted in a small area. So you get that pressure wound, which causes the bruising or the broken bone or, or something else. So not life as life-threatening, but as you said, Dan, kind of miserable to feel. Sure, very painful. Right. But again, I'm, I'm thinking with Luke Cage of kind of an intermeshed layer at the outside. Maybe it's your actual surface cell skins or the layer right underneath, mm-hmm. but perhaps a higher level density of muscle. Mm, Right. So if I make his muscle more dense and 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 connect it in the right way, that will spread out now the pressure wave Mm, 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 and protect the internal organs and bones. So you you may get a muscle bruise, but it's not as bad, and it's really just in that outer
0: layer. And he did prison time so he'd be a little more tough. tough. Yeah,
1: I mean you got to, because otherwise you're breaking your ribs. Yeah, so (laughs) multi-layer.
0: Multi layer bulletproof structure. Okay. What I like about that is it seems pretty accurate. That's kind of what they talk about in the comic books and in the show, that right. his skin is more dense. Yeah. One of the other things I think they accidentally got right is a lot of these bulletproof vests, Kevlar, some of these other mm-hmm. bullet re, you know, bullet resistant fabrics actually deteriorate in the environment, which they found that out. A lot of cops, okay. a lot of mm-hmm. bolts are going through. Um, acid, obviously, will go through um, heat. Uh, their tensile strength is reduced by heat acid all oh, these types uh, of things yeah. they kind of got that right in the show because to get they have to have you know he has to have surgery in one of the aspects yeah they, they bring in one of the episodes they they bring his temperature up in acid and they're able to do all kinds oh. of stuff on him yeah. which is kind of you know nope, it's that. his skin chemically similar to kevlar i think that there's something hmm. to that
2: well in general dan even if it's not quite like kevlar we know that's the way materials behave, mm-hmm. right? Their intrinsic properties, there's their strength, their stretchiness, their elasticity, mm-hmm. which are all key to him being bulletproof, will all change as you heat or cool it. Mm-hmm. It'll work okay. in both directions. That makes sense.
0: So, yeah. OK. Um, there's also kind of a cool push in this. may It's not foam, but I feel like foam could be part of this. Right. There's this push in some, um, in some of the bulletproof vests to use nanoparticles operating kind of like cornstarch in water. So it's like a quasi-liquid gel. So when it hits it, it can you know kind of disperse the energy. That's kind of an interesting idea. So you
2: mentioned cornstarch and water, and one of the cool things, which I hadn't even thought about, this is a brilliant idea, Dan. Yeah. Because one of the things that these materials happen, they respond, their sort of strength depends on how fast they get hit. Okay. So when you put cornstarch in water and you try and run on it, if you have the right dent, you can actually run on the cornstarch and water because you're hitting it quickly. And you think it's water, but it's actually much more elastic instead of being viscous and slippery. And bullets are fast. And so if you have a material that has that cornstarch property, you don't even need to go as fancy as nanoparticles. You can use lots of other suspensions to achieve this. Then you can have the effect where when bullets hit you, it's mechanical properties are fundamentally different and it's effectively bulletproof.
0: You know, I think that's kind of what they did here. I, 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 yeah. I, was, I probably left that part out, but I think that that's the brilliance of it. I think that that's really what makes it key. Nice. Um, wh- so one of the other things though, obviously, you know, graphene is naturally tough spider silk. Um, you know, the U S air force is currently using spider silk to develop bulletproof right. vests, hmm. but I want to get us to actual bulletproof skin. Now, this has actually happened before. This is, I'm gonna lead us all right back okay. to the beginning. Really? There is, um, she's a bio artist. Her name is Shalia Asadi, and she worked with the University of Utah, and they basically took spider silk through goat milk, which is kind of how they right. do it. Yeah. She grafted it with human skin, huh. and then shot it with a 22 caliber, um, an A22 rifle, not a 22 caliber, A22 rifle. Okay. That will get, and the skin didn't break. Right. Now I put videos of this up. This is amazing stuff. So actual bulletproof skin. She so so the skin didn't break. Obviously, um, it was shot into gel, but right. but um, just to stop the force. But the skin didn't break, which puts it on the same level as bulletproof vest type two, yeah. which I argued is what Luke Cage's skin is. Perfect. Um, also. What, what, is, what is interesting about that particular skin is it's doable. Uh, I don't know how we could genetically engineer a person, but if you remember from the Spider-Man episode we did, right. this, there was an experiment where they took graphene, sprayed spiders with it. Their silk was imbued basically with graphene. And it was yeah. like 60% stronger right. or whatever. Could you do that to a human being? Spray them with spider silk or silk them in it, and then all of a sudden their skin absorbs it like lotion. Um, is there a spider silk lotion is what I'm asking. Is that possible? I personally go more to the genetic engineering and
2: make a situation where your skin makes the spider silk than the lotion, but the lotion intrigues
1: me. I like the lotion. Yeah. There is
2: absorption that's possible. The lotion's
1: interesting. You, I think you'd have trouble polymerizing it though, which is yeah. really what's- Polymerizing is imp- always a problem. Everyone does yeah. that. So, yeah. So the polymerizing is, the reason spider silk is strong is because it has very long uh, protein chains in it. Mm. So the, as it's being spun, all these chemicals within the spider's uh you know silk goo the, before it becomes spider silk right the silk
0: silk goop <laughs> is the technical yeah term. the right. silk goop <laughs> yeah
1: the 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 pre the pre silk goop right um, it's full of these uh, proteins and then as it's uh spun, that wow. stretches them out and binds them basically into this really strong fabric it's the same thing with like when you make um, wool into a uh, thread. Mm, okay. Um, if you take just wool off of a sheep, you can like just pull it apart really easy And if you and the first step to making um, To making wool is to making wool that you can spin to uh, weave is you first take the sill and you make this stuff called roving Which is this um, very light hmm. stuff that you can pull apart no problem and then it's spun and that's, you know, you, you've seen the old, uh, you know, the giant wheel and yeah, the ladies yeah, like yeah. pulling it and right. spinning it. And that's, that's actually what makes the wool strong. And yeah. it's the exact same biological process is happening in the spider's spinnerets, uh-huh. is it's stretching like, it and pulling button. it and spinning it. And that's how you bind all these short little fibers and polymers together until these long ones that actually make strength. I don't know how you do that on skin, is, is the basic Then what was the problem? point of telling
0: us about the history of wolves? Well, that's why, I like his,
1: that's why I like his genetic thing, uh, is the same thing, oh, is, is you, you really need to grow it. Uh-huh. It can't just be something that's kind of slathered on. Like, it I needs see. to be engineered into a strong substance. Yeah. Got it. The
2: only twist mm. is if you made spider silk that polymerized in the right light, uh-huh. and you combined rubbing it on as lotion and then uh-huh. sunbathing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you could end I up with your say. bullet. I, I think that's what it is. That's that, the answer. That's, that's how disgusting. you have to go. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. I thought that was obvious. Okay. Um, well, I think we nailed it. Either someone else did. We're going to improve on we're, it. I think we could, we're bulletproof we're, skin. We're this, there. This is amazing. Uh, well, obviously, this conversation can't end here. Uh, where can we find you guys on social media, Ben? Where where people find you? Uh, you
1: can find me at bseepsir. Uh, where on all the platforms? All the platforms. in Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. How do you spell that? That is. B S I E P S E R. Wonderful, Denon. Where are they find you? Uh,
2: so, Twitter and Instagram at Denon Michael, and then Facebook at
0: Prof Denon Michael. I love that. I love that you're on Instagram, by the way. Yeah, no, very and exciting. Uh, and I can be found on Twitter at Daniel J Glenn, Instagram the Daniel J Glenn. Um, Facebook analytical mastermind, and of course, if you're listening to the show on on as just the podcast audio format, you're missing out. You're looking at I'm wearing such an incredible outfit. Uh, so is Ben. So is Denon. You got to look at the stuff. Go to the YouTube uh, backslash Daniel J Glenn. Check out there. Uh, we're doing live versions of the show. It's incredible, um, guys. Thank you for this. This is awesome job. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Uh, I don't thank everyone for listening. Have a good night. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glenn co-production and is hosted and produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. If you like this episode and again want to watch the video version, f3gbt.com. that's your key. You can find links to every show, every episode. You can listen there. You can watch there right on the same page. And, of course, you can check out all of the links that we talked about, the different in-real-life articles where the science is really happening, pop culture is becoming reality, all around us. That's where the links are. And, of course, if you want to stick just to audio, find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. And if you like this show, you're going to like everything that I do. Go to danieljglenn.com to check it out. Thank you for listening.